Thank you for joining us for the Character Collective, the podcast where writers talk about writing of the words and our characters share their thoughts. We are Christy and Kai, unprofessional writers making a podcast because our characters made us. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad you stopped by to come and have some fun with us. Go grab a drink, lock up the kids, sit down and enjoy. We have new episodes coming out every Wednesday, so favourite, like, follow, subscribe, and don't forget to share with all your writer and reader friends. Go do all the things. Right, let's do this. Hello, everybody. Oh, why is there shit all over my glasses? I think the dog licked my glasses. Anyway, hi. <laughs> it's, it's Kai. Um, just me. And I'm just wiping the dog. Ew. Where's my glasses clean? That's gross, man. Gross. Dogs are gross. I love them, but they're gross. Okay, 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 okay. Isn't it nice to know that shit like this happens when I'm on here? It's on my own, too. Anyway, um, so what are we going to do today? Well, uh, I reckon, I reckon because I've been working on a, um, a, a post for Medium. It's based on, um, do you guys remember? Maybe, 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 anyway. Um, so back in November when we were looking at doing NaNoWriMo, which I can't remember if we actually did or failed. I think we failed miserably, but I think we failed with Volition, so it's fine. Um, but prior to doing Nano, we were doing uh, Preptober. And so Christy did up this list of 31 questions, like a, a question day to kind of explore your book, your story, uh, your world, your characters, etc. And they were really cool. I fucking loved them. I had so much fun doing them. So... Basically, that was on Medium. And so every day during Preptober, I was answering one of those questions. So I was doing like a full 500, you know, word post on each question every day. And, um, yeah, they're really cool. I was like, I should do this for every book. So what I thought we might do today, because I've almost finished editing, I know I keep saying that, holy fuck, um, but I've almost finished editing um, Taking the Field, which is the first, first strike book um and i've still got to finish writing the blurb for that and the other books in the series uh i'm nah anyway whatever it's fine it's fine it's fine um but yeah i so thought maybe what i what might be cool to do at this point is run through those questions in release relation to the taking the field book um hopefully i don't <laughs> discover anything too new that like you know completely fucking changes my book or the story but i think it'd be kind of a cool way to kind of introduce you guys to to what's what's coming in that so let's just do that shall we i think so um and what i can do too i can take the recording of this of me answering questions and put that into a couple of meeting articles as well because you know me and birds and stones we all know how we like to kill stuff anyway I'm going to grab one of these delicious little sugar-free butterscotch lollies, and you can just maybe suck on that as I answer these questions. Um, number one, changes over the glasses because I'm blind at distance and close up. There we go. All right. So, and you can find this list, or you'll be able to soon, on um, Medium. So I've kind of uh, taken the questions that, that Christy had created for the um, – for Preptober, and I have kind of reworked them a little bit, adapted them to what I've done specifically with this, and something that I can kind of apply to any book moving forward. All right. Um, so there's 30 questions plus a bonus question, so you've still got the 31 in there. There's a couple of changes, and that'll be available on the Medium uh, under KP underscore the underscore writer. Uh, you can get the link in the um the write-up for this podcast and it is called 30 questions to ask before writing your book at least that's what it's called for now and maybe it'll still be called that when i publish it maybe when no we'll see anyway all right let's get into it so um the first first five questions are questions about your book 
Firstly, what is the title or working title of your book and what is the meaning behind your title? So the book is called Taking the Field and it is the first book in the First Strike series. The the So the, the I guess the meaning behind the title, so First Strike, which is the series title, is based on the fact that the sport that these that the the books so the the books were played in the background of the sport that didn't make sense blah 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 words are hard so the relationships uh play out on the background of this sport which is called ice strike which you've heard me speak about before unless you're new to this podcast in which case you know there's a whole bunch of episodes where i talk about this shit um so yeah first strike came from that it's i strike starts off in the first book as a demo league um it's a new sport and then it you know goes on from there so that's where the series title comes from the book title for book one which is taking the field comes from the concept of um so both the main characters henry and tanny um each of them can kind of relate to this title in different ways. So for for Tanneman, his background is as a runner. So one of the things that he has to learn throughout this book is to, you know, embrace being a member of a team. So taking the field is like for him it's like, you know, actually playing in, in team sports. And this is this is surface level stuff. I'm not going to get too deep. Um there's deeper levels to that, uh obviously, but we only have, you know, three hours. <laughs> So uh, for, ta- for for Henley, who's the other main character, um, oh hello, you're back. Hi, dog. Um, this is Dougal. Yeah, you can't see him, but there he is. Um, so for Henley, taking the field for him, it's more about um, <sighs> hmm, taking the field for Henley. It's more about him owning his place on the team um, and kind of finding a home. That That's obviously a little bit deeper than what I said for Tanny, but, yeah. Excuse me, what are you trying to do down there, dude? You good? Hey, oh, hello. Oh, you're going to climb up, are you? you? You think that's what's happening? This is a big-ass dog, man. This is a collie, and he's just trying to climb up on the table. It's fine. Whatevs. Um, okay, question two. What are the th- themes or tropes that are central to your book? Um, okay, well, trope-wise, um, ow, dude, how's that hurt? That's not a trope. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not erotica. Um, trope-wise, ew, slobber, also not a trope, that's not, and again, not erotica. <laughs> that's gross. Anyway, um, so, uh, definitely... I guess enemies to lovers because they do start off as like not and then friends to lovers or enemies to friends to lovers. Um, what else? I need my trope list. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm not good at thinking, you know that. I'm not good at words or thinking. I just write. <laughs> okay. Um, themes are family um, is a big one. Um uh asking for help, being able to ask for help and accepting help. Um I guess ultimately I and I think this is a theme throughout the entire series, it's about authenticity. I think that's a, a real central theme is like finding self. Um What the fuck? What are you do dude? What are you do wow, this dog's losing shit at the moment. What are you doing? You have not done that before. Are you shitty because I'm talking and not paying attention to you? I think maybe. Well, you're just gonna have to wait a little bit. Okay. Um. Okay, that's that. That'll do. We 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 hit the question. Let's move on. Uh, question three: What is the scope of your story, like time frame, world confinement, etc.? So, the story happens within over a six-month period. It goes from the start of the demo league up to the start of the um, demo. Uh, what do they call it? I can't remember the terminology. I just read it this morning because I edited it apart. Um, 
like the demo season. Yeah, let's just say with that. We go with that. So, uh, as in um, the like finals type thing. So it's it goes the show. So what's the words? Words are hard. So it's the first six months of the demo league preseason, taking it up to the actual playoff season. Yeah, yeah that that sounds about right. Something like that. Um, it all happens within a very small area. It happens within um, the dorms and the um, and the stadium where the where the uh, games are played out. Uh, so basically, in you know a small Florida area. Why Florida? I don't know. All my shit ends up in Florida for some reason. Have I been there? No. I don't know. What is? It's a thing. Um, uh, so that's time-wise, world confinement. Yeah, so that covers that. What are the challenges that you think you'll face with writing this? Well, I don't need to answer that one. So, I mean, we did these questions. These questions were kind of written for, like, before you start writing your book. So there's going to be ones like that. So I'm going to look at this the other way. What were the three of the challenges I faced when writing it? Um, sex. Yeah, there's, there's really is none, so it's fine. Um, so I guess that wasn't really a challenge, but I think, I think, no, you know what? I think what the challenge was around that was, um, the belief that there needed to be. Uh, and I think through writing that I realized that it didn't because I'm actually not writing MM romance or MM erotica. I'm writing gay romance or LGBTQAI plus romance, which is, has a slightly different feel to it. So. Um, sports romance at that. Uh, one of the biggest challenges was definitely creating a sport from scratch and developing all the rules around that, which I can do a whole podcast on and maybe I will one day. Um, what's the, what, what's another big challenge that I had with writing this one? Um, I think because it was the first time, yeah, it was the first time I was using, um, uh, Gwen Hayes, uh, romancing the, romancing the beat. So it was definitely a, a new challenge to follow, uh, like a, a, a new, um, outline kind of a, a new outline, um, form and like, and, and plan my book based on that. Um, not really knowing what each section really referred to and kind of having to learn that as I went. Um, so that's probably the biggest one of, yeah, that's, that's probably the three biggest challenges that I had. <laughs> I like this next question. What popular memes, this is question five, what popular meme best describes or relates to your book? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I know. Okay. You know the one with the little tiny kid there at like um, a game, like a, in a stadium, big like a baseball game or something like that, and she's got like an ice cream or, or some sugar fucking thing or something, and she's just like doing that face of like, ah! like she's just like off her head with sugar and just like so super excited. You know the one that that does that <laughs> that describes my book well. Describes Henley. Describes Ice Strike. Uh, I don't know. That's what I've got for now. If I put more thought into it, I'm sure I'd come up with something else, but I don't know a lot of memes off the top of my head. So apart from the I'm fine one, which is not appropriate for this one, maybe for book three, but yeah. All right. So the next five questions are about writing style. So I, I should be able to zoom through these because I've already written that. Are you a potter, plotter or a pantser? What planning will you do? Um, I'm a planter, so I plan and then I into it. Um, so I did this, as I mentioned before, based on the um, on Gwyn Hayes romancing the um, romancing the beat. And hey, you can go back and and listen to more about that if you listen to uh, you know ones back from October and November of. Oh, it wasn't last year; it was the year before. Jesus. Um, because this, this book, so Taking the Field, I actually did for NaNoWriMo in 2020. So if you go back to 
November um, 2020. There's a whole bunch of podcasts on me actually going through that process of, of outlining and, and et cetera. Do you prefer – this is question two do you, of these five questions, so question seven, whatever, just two. Do you prefer to write in the morning or afternoon? What would be your writing routine? Um, I definitely prefer the morning. I find that anything that I do before my brain's had time to think works better. <laughs> By the time I'm, I'm into the day and my brain's having thoughts, I'm screwed. So as early as possible. Uh, question three, do you have a writing buddy, human or pet? How will they support you? So, I mean, hello, do I need to answer this? We all know my writing buddy is Christy. How will they support me? However I tell her to. <laughs> um, so during the writing of this, obviously her support was was, was constant um, through the podcast, but also, you know, I was telling her every step of the way what's happening. And even now, um, you know, she's going to be a beta reader and we'll give her feedback and blah, blah, blah. What treats will you reward yourself with for milestones? I think I did that. Again, that's, that's, that's one I would look back on. I can't remember. I think I did because we were doing nano, but I can't remember what it would have been. That doesn't matter. Describe your favorite location to write from. Um, my favorite location, because you guys know I move around, so it's about kind of every place I go to, one of the first things I do is find that location that I'm going to write in, like where I am, is at this big-ass wooden um, dining room table in the, in the like, I don't know, open kitchen area. Um, it's really light and, you know, it's great. It's where I've been writing, but... If I had to say my favourite location in general, I do like writing at cafes if they're not too noisy. I like writing outside at a cafe um, because free Wi-Fi. <laughs> but I do like having sitting down, having a coffee and writing outside in a cafe as long as it's not too noisy. Um, I do like writing outside uh, but the noise can be problematic. So, yeah. All right. Next five questions are about your protagonist. All right. So I have two protagonists. Um, so what I've got here is there's five questions about your protagonist and five questions about your antagonist. Because my books were written based on the romance template, what I really have is, you know, Two protagonists, which are each other's antagonists, and they're they're this they're their own antagonists as well. So, so what I reckon I'll do is I'll answer the next ten questions for both of my protagonists. So for for Tanny and for Henley. So, question one: Introduce your protagonist. So, firstly, we have Tanny, then we have Henley. Done. Um, so Tanny is a runner. He's blonde. He's very sleek. He's a runner. So he's got a runner's body. Um, he's obsessed with the Olympics. Like his goal is to win an Olympic gold medal. Um, and so like he's in running for that. That's, that's his intention. And the reason he wants to win an Olympic gold is basically to one up his old man who is an Olympic gold medalist in, in ice hockey. So. Anyway, he tries out for the Olympic running team, misses out, um, and then his father gets him this opportunity to go down and join this, you know, weird-ass new sport, ice strike. And the deal is go do this, get your shit together, get your head on straight, and then, you know, I, because, you know, Ethram Stewart, Stewie is like this, everyone fucking knows him. He can get whatever he wants. He'll, like, get him another shot at the Olympics or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's there's a lot more to it, obviously. Um, so that's how he comes into ice strike. Now Henley, Henley was playing ice hockey in college um, at the same school that he ends up playing ice strike for. Uh, he's on scholarship, but he's barely holding on to that because he's barely getting his grades and he's not getting a lot of ice time. He's he's a good player and he loves ice hockey, but it's just he's not he's never going to be you know elite and that's okay um he is an aged out foster care kid 
So, you know, family's big for him because he's never really had one. So he comes in the ice strike when basically he's at the point where his ice hockey team coach is like, you know, they're about to cut him. And this ice strike thing comes up and it's like, you know what, let's let's put him over there. Um, that way, they, they, I mean, they're helping him out. They're making sure he keeps his scholarship for at least another year. He gets to stay at school for at least another year. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario, ice strike doesn't get picked up. Well, he wasn't going to have a spot on the ice hockey team anyway. So it's kind of like um, they're doing him a favour, but at the same time it's kind of like that, you know, last chance type thing um so yeah uh question two describe the most important day of your protagonist's life Oof. okay i'm going to look at all of these questions as like this as prior to the book um let me just check how we're going for time because this could really get away from me 20 minutes that's okay all right um so most important day of your life. Let's start with Tannerman. Um, that's a good question. That's actually a really good question. Most important day of Tannerman's life prior to Ice Strike. Shit. Um, it's got to be something to do with running, something to, to do with... Uh, yeah, okay, probably... I guess probably the day that he qualified for Olympic trials. That was probably the most important day because that's that, you know, step towards what he was going to get. It would have been when he qualified for the Olympics, but he didn't. So the most – well, actually, no, I guess that is the most important day then because it doesn't have to be the, the best day. It's just the most important day. For him, yeah, that day he didn't qualify for the Olympics. For Henley, his most important day – Probably the day he turned 18 and hadn't been adopted. So he aged out of the foster care system and had no one and had nothing. Uh, but at the same time was so unbelievably free to be whoever and whatever he wanted. Like it was a moment of so much opportunity but at the same time complete loneliness. So most important day of their lives, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't say the best day of their lives. It would be very different, but definitely most important days of their lives. What's your protagonist's worst habit? Um, okay, Henley, apparently, I got that straight away, is biting his nails. I didn't even know he did that, but apparently Henley's biting his nails. Um, Tanneman? What's Tanneman's worst habit? Yeah, no, that's cute though because he bites his bottom lip and it's probably a bad habit but it's actually cute. So we got like Tanneman saying that and Henley being like, but that's cute. Um, So we can't count that. So, okay, Henley, 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 what is Tanneman's worst habit? And don't be all sappy and be like, because I'll smack you across the head with my brain. Um. What is Tanneman's worst habit? No, you can't say being cute. Oh, my God, why are they being so soppy right now? Oh, I know why, because they just hooked up in the uh, in the book as I'm editing. Um, okay, Tanneman's worst habit. Uh, I've got to connect with them. Okay, hang on. <sighs> Tanneman's worst habit. Tanneman's worst habit. Come on, guys. Okay, oh, ew, really? It's the nails again, but it's not biting nails. So, all right, so Henley's worst habit is biting his fingernails. Tanneman's worst habit is clipping his toenails um, anywhere, like just anywhere. Just it lets him get too long, and that's gross, man. I hate feet. I don't even want to. I don't even want it. So, yeah, let's just move on. That's gross. Um, what is your protagonist? Favorite plant. Okay, favorite plant. <clears throat> Again, Henley always jumps in first. So, Henley, I was, I was going to say cactus, but it's, it's no, it's, it's, um, 
It's, is it an aloe vera plant? I think it's aloe vera plant. But not because it's aloe vera, just because it's pretty. Like, he literally didn't even know you could use it. Like, he didn't know it was an aloe vera plant. He just, like, showed me a picture and was like, that one, because it's spiky and cool. It's an aloe vera plant. Dude, you can use that for, like, burns and shit. Okay, he's excited. Um, All right. Tanneman's favorite plant. Tanneman's favorite plant. Hmm. Tanneman. I actually got a few. That's interesting. Tanneman. Well, I did not know that about Tanneman. Tanneman likes plants. He likes a lot of plants. Like he likes greenery. So like not so much. No, he likes he likes sunflowers. Um, no, I didn't say sunflowers. Although he does like sunflowers. Okay. Wow. Tanneman's into plants. I didn't know that. But he likes. Okay. He really likes. Oh shit. What's it called? Um, I used to just call it a banana plant as a kid. Um, I don't know the actual name of it, but it's that, that plant has got the little like half moon little banana looking, um, things and like it hangs. Like I remember my grandmother used to have it in like a, a hanging, a, a plant hanger. And so like, and every time I've seen it, you know, you, you have it up there cause it just like, it grows out and just hangs down. Um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about, but apparently that's Tanneman's favorite. Um, no reason that I'm really getting, just that he likes it. But yeah, no, he likes he likes plants and flowers. Like he he is the kind of person that would have a windowsill of of random plants. So that's cool to know. Okay, I didn't know that about Tanny. Interesting. Um, he wouldn't do pets, but he would do plants. Okay, <laughs> got it. Whereas Emily would like love to have a big, big, you know, um cuddly dog yeah okay that's i didn't need that extra but thanks guys all right question five describe the last time someone said don't worry about me to your protagonist okay i instantly got tanneman rolling his eyes going Ugh, and leaning back um <laughs> so the last time someone said don't worry about me to tanny is like Henley five minutes ago. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave that one. Last time someone said, don't worry about me to Henley. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm just getting Henley saying it to himself. I'm not going to go deep on this one because I feel like I don't have time. Um, but it's Henley saying it to himself. Um and this is this is a this is a big thing about his character in this book uh, is that he's kind of like very much about looking after everyone else and he's fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like he's he's fine, but he's looking after everyone else, and that's something that he had to really kind of grow from. Um, not being a martyr, you know. Um, so that's that's really part of his journey through the book. So it makes sense for them both to be like, Henley, five minutes ago, and Henley would be like, me, <laughs> like now, <laughs> I'm fine, don't worry about me, what? Um, yeah, that kind of makes sense uh, because this is part of the book. So, yeah, okay, cool. So, next five questions. All right, question one, introduce your antagonist. Well, because I'm going to do this with both of my boys uh, as protagonists, then I'll leave that question out. What are, What is your... It would say antagonist, so I'm just going to say protagonist. What is your protagonist's biggest secret? Ooh, Henley and Tanneman's biggest secrets. Again, assuming this as being prior to the book. So, um, okay. So Tanneman's biggest secret. No, come on. Oh, not yet, babe. Your book's next. Um... Tanneman's biggest secret. You know what? Oh, wow, really? Oh, he doesn't want me to share this. Okay. Okay. All right, no. Okay. <laughs> I can only share what I'm allowed to share. So Tanneman's biggest secret, and this does come out in the book, is that he doesn't know how to skate. So his father, who is like this big ice hockey name, that like household name, who's you know, he's now um, a coach for a big NHL um, team and he's, you know, and he's got an Olympic 
gold medal and shit like that. Um, and Tanneman doesn't know how to skate. <laughs> so that's, that actually is a, a really big part of the book too. Like it's a, um, it's kind of a, a bit of a turning point when that comes out. So Henley's biggest secret. Oh, okay. Well, Hen, uh, <laughs> these both come out in the book. Henley's biggest secret is he hides a packet of smokes in his locker just in case. He doesn't actually smoke, but he's got them there just in case, like in case things get too stressful. I think, to be honest, I and this doesn't come out in it, but I, I feel like knowing Henley so well that really he's got them in there just in case somebody else needs one. <laughs> Because he doesn't fucking smoke. And, like, it's it's implied in the book that maybe he does a little bit here and there. I don't think he does at all. I literally think he's got them for other people, like, just in case somebody else needs them. But that's his biggest secret. He's hiding a packet of smokes in his fucking locker. That's his biggest surface secret. There's more, but neither of them will let me go into their deeper secrets and, you know, understandably. Number one, because spoilers. Number two, because there is stuff that doesn't come out in the books that is even deeper. Um, so question three, what was their favorite game as a child? Oof, shit. Favorite game as a child. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Let me ask. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know if I want to go this. There is. Uh, as soon as I started thinking, I didn't even ask, but as soon as I started thinking about Henley, I just got, like, punched in the chest. Um, let's just go to um, – you know what? Okay, okay, we're going to keep this one surface as well. Uh, and I'm going to answer for them rather than – because, no, this owl, so much owl. I'll explain the owl. Um, so let me just say that Henley's favourite game is ice hockey as a child and still is. Um, because like he played on a lot of different sport teams, like every, every new family he would go in, he'd be in a new sports team. Um, so he's played a lot of different sports, but he fell in love with ice hockey the first time he played it. And that's the one he always like went for if he had that option. Um, and he's like a huge ice hockey fan. Like he loves Ethan Stewart. Um, he's just like, Oh my God, my hero. Wait, you're my hero's son. What? Um, so Tanny, having said that, did not like Ice Hoggy. His favourite game, um, he, I feel like, <laughs> okay, I feel, I, oh, I'm trying not to go too deep because it, like even the slightest push and it gets really painful. Um, I feel like Tanneman's favourite game as a child was probably, like video games. Um, was it? No. No, it was definitely solo solo games. So I was like wondering if it was like role-playing games or something like that. Um, he didn't like playing – he didn't play any sports except for running. Like that was it. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like he played a lot of games, but – it would be something like maybe chess against the computer or solo card games or something that didn't involve another person. Um, so the reason this one was so difficult and why it punched me in the heart straight away is because Henley is a foster kid, there's a lot of – there's a lot of pain around games, playing, loss, because, you know, different families and and not having a settled place. Whereas for Tanny, who was the only child, his father was this famous man and so he was quite often with, like, the nanny um, who didn't, you know, he didn't really have, like, a normal childhood. Like, neither of them had a very normal childhood, so it's a really difficult fucking one to answer. So let's just skip to the next one. Oh God, these are not getting easier. Um, have has your protagonist ever been in love before? Um, Tanneman, yes. 
if you can call it that. Um, so his first, his first boyfriend, um, so Robbie, and this comes out in the book as well, so spoilers. Um, he, they were friends and they kind of hooked up and then he disappeared. There's a whole thing behind that, but yeah. So yeah, there, there was like, not, not bad disappeared, just like as in they stopped hanging out. It's, I don't, that sounded really bad. Um, but yeah, he, he adored, he adored Robbie and he thought he was in, in love with Robbie in the only way that he possibly could be. Um, and after Robbie, he kind of swore off any kind of relationships whatsoever because his father always warned him against having a relationship and, and, and that, you know, how it would affect his career and just to not do it until he's got his career. Um, and has it where he wants it to be. And so he went against that with this relationship with Robbie. And then when shit turned sour or went south, he was like, oh, crap, my father was right, but he'd never admit that. Obviously, he's never going to tell fucking Eater and Stewie Stewart is right about anything. Um, and so he just kind of took that on and just swore off any kind of relationships or anything like that. So, again, that's one of the things that he really needs to grow from. Henley, no. Henley had not been in love before. Nope. Not at all. Nothing. Nope. Not even close. Um, he felt like he never had the opportunity to kind of learn what that meant. Um, he was never around anywhere long enough. So he was always very guarded against that. So next question, write a journal entry from the point of view of your protagonist. Um, well, obviously I'm not going to do that one on here. So, and besides, I've written the whole book from their points of view. So <clears throat> just go read the book. It is the journal entry. Uh, next five questions are about the character cast. Let me see how we're doing for time. Oh, we're good, we're good, we're good. Okay. Questions about character cast. Question one, introduce your supporting character cast. What are their roles like psychic, love interest, etc.? So I'll, I'll hit just a couple of these, I think, because there's a lot. So I'll just hit the main ones. So to kind of context this, um, there is like this. So, so the demo lead in the first book starts off with just six teams, but there's six um, people per team and each team has two rosters, A and B roster. So there's 72 players um, at the start and plus coaches, etc. So obviously, you know, not all of those have large roles or anything like that, but that's what I mean. There's there's a lot of characters come up. So I'm just going to run through some of the main ones, um, but I'm not going to touch on the ones that actually have their own books because, yeah, I'll hit them another time. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab the straps all though. Because talking on my own is not something I'm used to. And my throat is not enjoying it. Okay, so. And I have to remember to bring my voice down more too, so I'm not straining it. Okay, so. Um, supporting character cast. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to hit any of the ones that have their own book. So I, I, will, I will just, I'll briefly mention them, because they all do come up. So, uh, well, no, most of them do. So book two main cast is um, Thor and Marcus. They both turn up in book one. Uh, book three is Hunter and Jasper. Hunter turns up in book one. Um, book four is uh, Adam and Stewie. Stewie is Tannen's father. Um, and book five is Nate and Steel. Steel does turn up in book one. Um, so other characters, though, apart from those, we've got Ask Coach, which is assistant coach Jimmy Davenport. Um, who is assistant coach of the Sparks, which is the team that Henry and Tanneman are in. Uh, we have uh, Coach Wickham, which is coach of the Sparks. We have uh, some of the other team members of the Sparks. So we have, um, what are some of the main ones? Marisha, so Desi, uh, she is captain of the Sparks and she is a striker, which is the same position that Tanneman plays. Um we have Prince. Uh, I can't. I can't remember all the positions. I have a spreadsheet with them, but I don't remember them all off the top of my head. Uh, we have Prince. His name is actually uh, Stafford, 
Um, and he's, he's, it's like, uh, whatever, Stafford the third, so everyone just calls him Prince. Um, there is Simon, uh, who is, so Simon is, uh, Henley's roommate and Staffy, Staffy, um, Prince, well, we also call him Staffy, but Prince is Tannen's roommate. Um, then we also have, uh, uh, Robin, who is the goalie. We have, who else? Um, uh, Tully. We have, oh, Thor. Cause, I mean, okay, so yeah, Thor has his own book, but Thor's pretty big in the first book, actually, because he's the bruiser. Um, he's the beeline bruiser. So Henley's A roster bruiser and Thor is B roster bruiser for the Sparks. So, was actually in this book quite a bit. Uh, Marcus doesn't really turn up because he is in the flame, so he's in a different team. Um, yeah, eh, whatever. Let's have uh, introduced him. Whatever. All right. What three words would you would each of your characters use to describe themselves? Okay. So I'm going to do this for. Let's see. I'll do it for Tanneman. I'll do it for Henley. I'll do it for Ask Coach. I'll do it for Thor because he's actually in this book a lot. Um, I'll do it for who else is really prominent in this one. Um, I'll do it for Simon. I'll do it for Prince. I'll do it for Marisha. They're kind of the main ones. And did I say Ask Coach? Ask Coach. All right. So <clears throat> three words. What three words would they use to describe themselves? Let's start with Henley. Henley would say he is loyal, stupid, and funny. Okay, he's adorable. Tanny would say he's dedicated, consistent, and focused. Okay. Ask Coach. What three words would Ask Coach use to describe himself? <laughs> Confused. Fair <laughs> call. Because he's like, well, okay, yeah, no, you can say it in regard to this book. That's fine because, like, they're confusing. Confused, um, hopeful, yeah, and what's the third word? Indecisive. Yeah, good choice on that. Nice. Really? You're the coach, man. Come on. <laughs> Alright. Um, so let's go with Thor. Like I said, he's he's pretty prominent in this one. Oh, wow, do I dare ask Thor? What three words would you use to describe yourself? Fucking awesome man. Yep, okay, moving right along. Um Marisha. Desi. Three words to describe yourself. Exhausted. <laughs> exhausted, exhausted. Okay, fair call. Fair call. Um, she's also dating Simon. Um, no, sorry, she's dating Staffy. So, so, ooh, man, soz. Um, yeah, so she's dating, um, dating Prince. So let's talk to Stafford, Prince. Prince, three words to describe yourself. Tall. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> quiet. Yeah, yeah. What's one more? Intelligent AF. I mean, that's extra words, but we'll go with that because I do know what your marks are like. So, yeah, fair call. Um, let's go with, oh, okay. Simon. Simon, three words to describe yourself, dude. Misunderstood. First one he says. Thank you. Okay, sure. Misunderstood. Um, Okay. Mm. You can't say misunderstood and then follow it up with that. But okay. So his second word was, and I'm going to say it how he said, player. Like, fuck off. You can't say misunderstood and then that. <sighs> okay. What's your third word? Whatever. Third word. Come on, Prince. Uh, sorry, Simon. Um, what's your third word? Third word to just, hold on. I'm going to connect with him again. I lost him a little bit. <sighs> I 
No. Come on. Give me a third. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say any of those. Come on, dude. Don't be a douche. Okay. So then he said ice douchery. And I'm going to go with that because you know what? You are a douche. I love Simon. I do. He's a sweetheart. He's like, so Simon's one of these, you know, the type. He's got this external like persona where he's just a player and he's like, all the girls love me and I'm so awesome. But you get below that and he's actually absolutely lovely and he's an absolute sweetheart. But we're definitely going with ice douchery. All right. Um, Was that everyone? Was there somebody else I was going to do? Yeah, no, it's fine. Let's move on from that. That's fine. Just, um, okay, I'm probably not going to do this one. Oh, hold on. Now I've jumped one. Let me go back up. Uh, which actors would you cast for your characters? Well, that's an interesting question. Which actors would you cast for your characters? Okay. Um, Tanneman. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Wow. Okay, that is interesting. Um. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys tell me. Come on, guys, tell me, tell me who would play you, Tanneman. Who would play? Okay, don't. Yeah, everyone can just tell me who would play Tanneman. Who would we cast to play Tanneman? Really? No. It's, yeah. Okay. So that's Henley. All right. So who's gonna play Tanneman? Not Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with whatever they say. All right. So Tim- Timothy Chalamet, but he has to dye his hair blonde. It's kind of hot. Um, for Henley, I got um, Cole Cole Sprouse. Is that how you say his name? For the uh, yeah, Cole Sprouse. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. All right. Who's going to play Ask Coach? Who's going to play Ask Coach? Who would we? Put in the role of ask coach guy. Apparently, Brendan Fraser, that does not hit. It does not hit even close, but they're finding it hilarious. So let's go with that. Um, ask coach is not that big. He's. I, I'm getting that they're saying Brendan Fraser because he's very much opposite to what ask coach is, but they're, they're finding it hilarious. So let's go with that. Um, what actor would we cast for, uh, for Desi, for Marisha? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm getting Zendaya for that. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, no, actually I can see that. Um, what about for Prince? Um, oh shit. What's his name? He's an Aussie guy too. I should know his name. God damn it. Okay. I literally have to look up his name. He's been in so many things and I absolutely adore him and for the love, I just can't think of his name. Um, but I know exactly who it would be. Um, so Prince would be played by, where's the cast, where's the cast? Give me a cast listing, god damn it. Um, oh, I'm looking at Wiki. Why am I looking at Wiki? I should be looking at IMDb. There we go. Okay, so Prince would be played by, that's not him, that's not him, that's not him, where is he, where is he, why isn't he on there, what the hell, rude, so rude, alright, hang on, I just gotta look up where else it would be, um, um, what was the other show he was in? God damn it. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him. He was in, um, he, oh, he, oh, he played, um, oh, well, I can't remember the name. He was in The Flash. Um, give me more characters, man. Why isn't he showing them all? I'm sorry, I'm totally talking to myself, but I'm talking to you. It's fine. Just, you know, rock with me. Here we go. Full cast and crew. What's his name? What's his name? Um, 
I don't want directed by or cast. Here we go. Nope. Credits. Holy crap. There's just so much crap on here. IMDB. I'll know it as soon as I fucking see it. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, okay. Well, just come up with somebody else, guys, because seriously, it's doing my nut. Um, no, that's not going to work. Okay, let's skip and come back. What about for uh, for Simon? Who would play Simon? Really? Okay. Okay, they went with Grant Gustin for Simon. I don't know if that's just because I was looking at the Flash and, like, that's – and so the Flash is on the brain or what, but, you know, that's fine. Whatever. That's fine. Um, all right, let me see if I can ah, oh, Kynan Lozda. That's fucking name I was trying to think of. God damn it. Um, or yeah, no, he's perfect. He he, yeah, yeah. So that's who would play. Um, that's who would play Prince and Simon. Can we still have Simon as Grant Gaston? I guess so. Mm, that's all of them. Yeah, that's everyone. Okay, cool. Oh, what about Thor? Who would play Th uh, who would play Thor, guys? Who would play Thor? Um Thor's tough because Thor's big. Um Who would play Thor? That's a great question. Um I don't know who would I don't know who could play Thor. <laughs> okay, I'm getting chanting. So, you know, that gives you an idea anyway. So, like, no, but that's what they're all saying. So I get I, – I think what they're giving me is not actors that kind of look like them or anything like that necessarily, but just their personas. Um, whatever. <sighs> sometimes – I mean, I love my characters, but sometimes I just mm, – whatever. Anyway. Do any of your characters have pets or animal sidekicks? Um, out of all of those ones, no, they do not because they all live in the dorms. Oh, wait, wait, I stand corrected. Um, so apparently Thor's family has a puppy, uh, a little yappy puppy. Doesn't know what it is. It's a mongrel like him. You're not a mongrel, dude. <laughs> okay, no, fair call. Um, and Ask Coach, Ask Coach has a bird. Ask Coach, Ask Coach has a bird and fish. So it's not really a sidekick, but you know, it's pets. Okay. Um, what is your favorite music to write to? What songs represent your characters? Um, I'm not going to go through that because I actually have an entire, uh, playlist under Taking the Field on Spotify. So if you wanted to, you go check that out, I guess. And so the next five questions are actually things to do. So I'm probably not going to do these, um, but I'll run through them just so you have an idea of what they are for future ref. So, and like I said, go check it out on Medium as well. So the five things to do are describe one of the locations in your book using the five senses. I, I might come back and do that. Describe your story from the point of view of a character who never appears in your book. I love that question. Write a letter to your future self um, once you've finished your first draft. Uh, write five possible first sentences for your book. Actually, I can't write five possible first sentences, but I can tell you what the first sentence is. First sentence is, the biscuit cracked against the wall as the last 10 seconds of the game began to count down. That is the first uh, sentence in my book. And then the last one, last question is use your answers to write a basic draft blurb. So I'll take this and put it together with the blurbing that I did last time. I did one of these on my own and we'll see what we come up with. Um, let me check timing. Mm, we're almost an hour. Describe one of the locations in your book using the five senses. Let's do that just because I think it's interesting knowing the locations of my book. So I'm going to describe 
Um, I don't want to do one of the obvious ones. Okay, I'm going to describe Henley's bedroom, if I dare. Yes, I am. Henley's bedroom. Okay, I'm describing it with sight. So when you walk in, there's two beds, two like single beds and separated with like um, a chest of drawers between them. They've both got little side tables. And then at the end of um, the one that's near the uh, near, against the wall where the window is, is two desks. Um, and that's, you know, where they do all their study and shit. Um, so Henley's bed is not against the window. He takes the one closest to the door so he can escape quicker. Uh, whatever. <laughs> She's thought process. Um, it's very, it's pretty plain. It's pretty fucking messy. Like neither of the beds are made because he's in there with Simon. Beds aren't really made. I mean, they're straightened. Um, there's books all over the desks. Like it's just, it's like a bachelor pad. So that's sight. Um, sound. Um, there's always noise because they're on a floor with the entire Sparks team. And the walls are very thin, so they discover very early. There's a lot of noise. There's music, there's talking, there's laughter, there's, you know, people quizzing each other for, you know, exams and shit like that. Um, you can hear music coming from downstairs from the basement probably, uh, and then you've got all the sounds from outside, which is not a lot because they're kind of like, even though it's a campus dorms, they're kind of off campus compared to the rest of the school. Um, and not far from the um, from the stadium, so it's a, a kind of a quiet area. Birds definitely, because they're like uh, have like it's quite a tree area then, that they're in. So smells well in this room. You smell boys. You smell sports boys. Like it doesn't smell like a locker. It's not that bad. And like there is definitely something that's been sprayed over the top of it that has like a rose kind of scent. Um, but it definitely smells like boys. It smells like, you know, two guys that sweat a lot. Um, <laughs> it doesn't smell like sex, touch wood. It probably would if it didn't have that rose scent over the top. Um, but it, there's, there's another smell in it that's like, I don't know, maybe like there's a piece of pizza that's been forgotten under the bed or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Mm. Taste. Um, hmm. I guess there's, there's the, the, the taste on the air of, how do you describe it? Okay. So imagine when you do walk, if you were to walk into a, a locker room, right, or a gym or anywhere where there's been a lot of sweaty people around and there's that, that kind of tang on the air that, you can that almost like makes you go, um, what? Like it's almost chewy. There's that. It's very slight. It's very slight. But it's not just in that room. It's on the whole floor. So it's you know it's not a big thing. I think actually you know what the the rose scent that's in there is probably one of the girls that goes in there and like sprays because I know that um I know that Simon hooks up with Storm every now and again. So I think Storm. I don't know if they're dating or not. I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, there's probably her, you know, going in there spraying some shit. Uh, and then feel. Um, it feels pretty clean, surprisingly. So even though it looks like just messy and shit, it's actually clean. It's, it's messy, but it's not dirty, dirty, except for that one lost piece of pizza, which will be remembered one day. And it's almost like it's not actually forgotten. They know it's there, but they keep forgetting to pick it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... So like the tables feel clean. It's, it's, I mean, they're probably, no, they don't have anyone that cleans there. So, okay, Simon. All right, cool. Simon, nope. Okay, no, Tanneman comes in and, okay, Tanneman cleans. Well, fuck. <laughs> so the desks are clean. So when Tanneman's in there visiting, he tends to just automatically clean. So their room would be a lot worse if he wasn't going in there. So that's, that's fucking funny as shit. Um, so yeah, it feels, it doesn't feel dirty or anything like that. 
Um, the Henley's bed sheets and everything are cheap. They feel cheap. Um, the bed is like the mattress is, is thin. It squeaks. Um, it's cold when it's cold. It's hot when it's hot. They don't have air con in there for reasons that are explained in the book. Um, so when it's really hot, it's really hot. They have the window open. If there's no breeze, it can be like really thick and stifling. So that kind of hits all the senses as well. So that's that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that question. I like that question a lot. So that is, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I definitely want to do this for all the books. So I think that I might come back and um, record, like do this for all of the books and have them sitting there. So next time um, Christy's not available, I might throw up another one of these because uh, that was fun. I really enjoyed that and hopefully it gives you a bit of an insight as well into the books I've already written because we quite often talk about what, you know, what we're working on or what we want to write, whereas this is one that's already written and I'm currently editing and it's almost ready to publish, like so close. It's just, just right there. Um. So I'll keep you guys updated with that. But, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed finding a little bit more, finding out a little bit more about taking the field. And I think that's it. So on that note, really nothing else to say except for who ate my beach? Hey, thanks for joining us for the Character Collective. Hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, suggestions, feedback, or fan fiction or fan art, email us at character.collective.podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're using Anchor, send us a message directly. And we'll have new episodes coming out every Wednesday. So before you go, do make sure that you click for notifications. If you're on Spotify, follow on Anchor, click favorite, whatever it is on your platform, do the thing. Also, don't forget to share this with your writer and reader friends. So don't forget to tune in, follow, share, and we'll meet you back here next week. Right, let's do this.